Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Welcome to Fragments of Silicon. You've met with a terrible fate, haven't you? <laughs> Welcome to another episode of uh, Fragments of Silicon, your weekly vertical slice of gaming goodness and geek culture. I'm your host, Adam, and with me in the studio this week is Galix. Hello. Eddie Pan. Yo. And Ogre. Diggity. Right. Yeah, as you can tell, Majora's Mask 3D is all the rage around here. But more more on that uh, in a bit. Uh, Before we progress, uh, how are you all doing tonight? Yeah, uh, uh, Ogre, how are you doing? Well, I'm 29 years old now, and it's cold. <laughs> Soon enough, you'll be asking uh, young people off your lawn, I guess. <laughs> yeah. uh, 29's too young to be old. Uh, yeah. Well, you'll be old one day. We all get old. Or do At least the lucky ones. Well, yeah. Well, unless you, unless you die of a heart attack in the next year or something. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so, anyway, <laughs> what's going on with you this week? It's cold. Apparently, like, just as the weather was starting to get a little nicer... Winter said, like, well, I'm coming back to bitch slap everyone. And bitch slap did they. Because I went over to Naka's place on Monday to record, and why was it snowing? It was snowing. I'm like, how much was it snowing? It was enough that you had to be really careful on the roads. But it, no, not two feet. If it was two feet, I mean, damn, that would be a lot. Hey, it's a very, it's an important question. There, a place is thirty miles from here that got two feet like last week, or no, like last week. No, it's it definitely ain't two feet out there. Well, yeah, well, you got to remember, you are you are close to the winter apocalypse that is. Like, yeah, yeah, we got we, in, we we got like close shave from like snowpocalypse. Yeah, you're 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 in the northern part of the country. <laughs> we're in like southern Ohio, so we're kind of close to where it's like it can be winter, and yet still cold enough, and st- and yet still be sometimes warm enough. That can be so, that here sometimes. Yeah. Oh, uh, and how are recordings going? Um, they're going pretty well. Uh, I'm. Ass- we only did two this time, but then that's me assuming that Naka's going to be switching over to a three-game rotation here because he's going to be doing another RPG soon. Oh, he's really finally getting around to insert RPG title that is classified here. <laughs> anyway, that's a long game name if they had to censor it for that one. Anyway, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's happening soon. So. Yeah. You know, but the cookie and cream's going fine. I mean, uh, I have to double check because I sure as hell know we don't have the, all the puzzle pieces for all the worlds. <laughs> so, 
we're definitely going to have to double check on that to, to see if there is a bonus world to do, uh, which I don't doubt it, but... There is a bonus world. It's a bonus world, I think. But uh, if anybody watched our video last night, a lot of stuff goes easier because Magic World was not nice, did not kind to us at all. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. No. All right. Anything else? Uh, Monday was my birthday, so thanks for everyone who gave me birthday wishes. Mm-hmm. No problems. Because apparently nature decided, it's your birthday. You love snow, right? <laughs> All right. Speaking of snow, Galax. <laughs> He's a snowman now. Well, like I said, we nearly missed getting, like, literally there are places like 30 miles from here that got two feet over the weekend or so. And they, we did not hear, thank God. Uh, we are expecting maybe a foot tonight and tomorrow. We don't really know. Wow. And our guest for the day is throwing frozen puns at me, which I quite enjoy, but it's harder <laughs> to react to them where they're in text. No, I, I love snow. I, I like cold weather. I could do without constant snow in large amounts that need to be cleaned up repeatedly. <laughs> since, since I'm the only one in our family with the shoulders for shoveling, and there's Someone only so much... tired of cleaning off their roof. Yeah, and there's only so much of our area that can be snowblowered by mom. So, burninate everything, what? (laughs) I have seriously considered, like, more this year than any year before, I considered looking into getting a flamethrower before (laughs) deciding that it probably wouldn't even freaking help. (laughs) Well, then. Just just go out in the middle of a snowstorm and go, fucking crazy! (laughs) Crazy man was arrested today. I'm also a little bit sad because the uh, lo- friendly local gaming store I've been going to to play Pathfinder and stuff for a couple of years now is having to close for can't-supported financially reasons, which is sad. But uh, And I got a new 3DS, and I've been playing Majora's Mask 3D, which is pretty cool. And I finally found a Sheikin Toon Link Amiibo today. So that's nice. So mixed bag overall. Yeah. All right, uh, Petty Fan? Um, not a whole lot here. For some reason, I hurt my hip. I don't know how. <laughs> and then, other than that, my sister's phone just got, apparently got done with its repairs today, so it could be out soon. Mm-hmm. And other than that, just from playing Monster Hunter 3. Mm, how's the weather been for you? Um, we're supposed to get snow day after tomorrow. They don't know how much it's going to be yet, but... Yeah. yeah. I'm done with snow. I had to dig my mom's car out. Over <laughs> yeah, the we because... might actually get more Sunday, too, but I'm I'm waiting for forecast updates on this because the forecasts are being really erratic. Well, because mom decided to park her car down our sloped driveway instead of in front of the house. Yeah, you and, yeah that's not a good idea. But and are hills a steep enough grade that if there's a decent amount of snow on it, you're not getting any vehicle up there, even if it had four-wheel drive? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that was a fun adventure Monday. Yeah, so here's the weather report from uh, my neck of the woods. It's been kind of cold, but snow is a foreign thing in here. You lucky bastard. I live in Florida, so... Yeah, you kind of have to weigh what luck is. Yeah. <laughs> like, he has better he has better weather, but he still lives in Florida. Yeah. Also, on the plus side, you don't get many hurricanes up this way. Not where I live, no. But uh, that aside, so a couple of show items here. Uh, first of all, good news! We finally have ending theme music. Yay! <laughs> bad news. news. Now we know when the show ends instead of just kind of having everybody talk until someone hits the button. <laughs> That's someone being me. <laughs> yeah, well, you have your cue now. So, yeah, Yay. yeah. so big props to Keith for uh, coming through on that. It will always be our meat pie. <laughs> yeah, and uh, let's see. 
And let's see. Also, I'm pleased to announce that uh, coming very soon, we will be doing a contest. Uh, our friend, you know, our friend Stephen from Night Dive Studio, after the show last week, uh, you know, kindly said he would gift us some Steam codes. So we're going to be doing something with that. We just nailed down the details of what we want to do with that before the the broadcast tonight. And there will be a special web page put up on the website, msp.starshipmoonhawk.com, uh, in a couple days. So keep an eye out for that. You know, obviously there will be social media links, and we'll be mentioning on the, you know, on the show, you know, next week as well. And, you know, we're looking to start next week. Get hype, people. Get hype. <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, all that aside, it's time to move on to the interview. Uh, so this week we have Andrew Pegg's, uh, you know, kind of, sort of, of Bubblehead Games. You know, yeah, uh, I would be there. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like you you represent the game Cubicity at the very least. Yes. Uh, so, but, well, uh, who exactly are uh, Bubblehead Games? Well, Bubblehead Games, originally it was called uh, Brush and Code. That's how it was started out. So if you look at the uh, how you've learned about the, the doing your research, of course, mm-hmm. uh, the Indie, when we first released on the 360 Indie section, it was you'll see Brush and Code. And just recently, um, Ali and three of his friends teamed up to completely get rid of the name and create a new New quotes in the air studio, and now we have Bubblehead Games, so we're transitioning everything to have the new company name. So, uh, how so, yeah. so, how long ago did that occur? Oh, within the past month. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that, that, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was more of. Yeah, it was I was it sidestruck me. I'm like, oh, okay, used to me, but ca- kind of better than brushing code, and now we have a better logo. <laughs> Indeed, but uh, you know, aside from that, uh, who are the these band of programmers? Uh, yeah, let me bring up the thing because uh, Ali knows the names, and I only know his name. So give me one second to uh, bring that up. That's fine. That's fine. Oh yeah, this is more. It's like I, I can't pronounce all their names, so that's why I have to bring up the email that included their names. I understand. But we have a lot of international people on this program. And oh yeah, so you can understand where it's. Uh, oh yeah, it's like <laughs> like we had some uh, somebody from Norway last year. Uh, I didn't even attempt to. I just asked them to pronounce their names because I'm like, nope, not going to be able to do this. And, you know, I'd rather have this. Oh yeah. You know, I understand. Um, yeah, I can. Uh, I can tell you, Ali's one of them, but the uh, rest I cannot pronounce either of any of their names. <laughs> but yeah, I wish I could pronounce the names. Uh, no, I understand. Yeah. But uh, I mean, do you know the story of how, how they got together? That I do not either, other than uh, they are good friends, and they do, um, they're each a indie developer, and they've created their own games, and they decided to all team up together. Uh, from This is from the About Bubblehead Games, from uh, how we talked with them. Uh, Bubblehead Games is a team based in Cairo, Egypt, led by three game creators, Ali, Taisir, and Karam, I hope I pronounced the names right, who came together to challenge themselves to produce high-quality games, fresh, original, but more importantly, funny. So, they came together as uh, friends to start creating more better games. Right, and well, I, I suppose well, this is this question is going to come up sooner or later. But I mean, well, Egypt is not exactly known as the most stable country in the world right now, and agreed. You no, know, especially Cairo. Has that has that ever affected the development of their games? I don't think it has. Uh, since I've known him for almost uh, two years, I uh, don't think he's ever had any issues at all. Well, that's good. That, that's good to hear. Now, you know, 
it's good to hear that you know people are doing well. But anyway, so how did you meet Allie? Okay, uh, I'll I'll start from when it all started. Uh, there was other websites that focused on a lot of indie games, and my name was brought up saying that hey, I support a lot of indie games. I love promoting them, and that which was true. I love supporting indie games, small or big. And um, I was helping out with one game called Undead Empire, which is on the uh, indie section of Xbox Live. Well, the, after helping with that, uh, the audio guy brought up my name to Ali in Egypt because he was doing the audio for another game of his. It was his first game he was going to push to the indie section. Uh, I did help with that. It didn't go out so well, as most people do with first games. Your first game could probably suck really bad. And then you learn from, hey, okay, I know what I did wrong. Now I know what to do in the next, what, I know what not to do in my next game, which is how developers learn. They're going to make a mistake. Okay, better not do that again, or I'm losing money on something I made. And then from then on, I said, hey, I'll, I'm more than willing to help you out. Just, uh, Get in, get in touch with me if you ever need anything. And when he started working on Cubicity, he started pitching me ideas, going, hey, well, do you like this idea? And after we talked a bit and we agreed that it was a good idea, Cubicity was made, and two years later, we're finally on Steam. Uh, and it, it, it's the easiest way I could explain it, right? Yeah, there. It, no, no, that, that makes sense, right? So... I'm not sure if you can answer this question, but uh, you know, do you know why Ali picked uh, the Xbox Live Indie channel initially? Well, at first it was okay. It was created in XNA, and the main uh, I would say coding language, the C plus plus or whatever they, the coding language is for the indie section. Right. Everything that was created in Cubicity was in that code, so it was like, why not just push it there too, and we went from there and just, hey, let's go ahead and push it to there, Desura, and try to get it greenlit, too. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, you know, we've had some people who've done Xbox Live Indie Game channels in the past year, and, you know, like, success yeah. is mixed. I think it was more like uh, when we spoke about it, it was just a, hey, it's a shot in the dark. If it does good on uh, the indie section of Xbox 360, great. If it doesn't, no worries. We're going to be coming to PC as soon as possible. Um, the one thing I've noticed with the indie section of the 360, all you see is anime girls half-naked throughout the entire indie section. Like I gave up as soon as that started filling up with top games being this puzzle game, this yeah. <laughs> half half dressed chicken. It's like, yeah, that's all it's going to be purchased here. It's not worth ever pushing a game into the indie section unless you're really that bored. Well, or you've been in the ecosystem for a while, which is kind oh, of what these devs get your, are. No. Yeah, get your name known enough to, oh, wait, I know this developer makes a good game or they're going to make a anime-style honeypop game. Right, or or a Minecraft clone, the, the, the mine, you know, or a, an Avatar game. You know. Yeah, Th those are like the, th the 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 three types that dominated the list after a while. Yeah. In other words, Total Miner, uh, mm -hmm. Fortress Craft. Yeah, 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 yeah. Avatar, <sighs> uh, like Avatar. I'm trying to remember what that Avatar game was. Are you talking about the one where you uh, meet people and date them? Yeah, that one. <laughs> oh. You didn't have to finish it. I knew exactly what you were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, uh, the, the poor maligned indie games channel. Now, we do have a lot of respect for people who braved that uh, desolate wasteland and tried to put a good game out there. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so... Uh, how did the, can you, what can you speak on the development process of Cubicity? I know that's not your forte, but, uh, yeah. Okay, can you define, like, more of a question towards that, so, well, other than development? 
Well, it's like, I mean, when we were going over the questions, you mentioned you really couldn't talk about how, like, a level was developed. Yeah, it's like, it was a level created from what I do, do know from how I, like, I was, I was, I was pinging ideas to Ali. I'm like, hey, we should create more levels, which I'll go ahead and say now, there, there will be more levels in the future added to the game. Maybe another world. As for a time when that happens, I don't have one uh, because he does go to school as well. So you can tell that he's young if he's still doing school. Uh, yeah. With all that, uh, from what I do know, it's more of I'm not saying hand drawn, but he does. He'll draw out the levels and then place where everything is needed. That's all I really know because he's like, I need you to draw me a picture of what you want the level to look like, and your idea of how to solve it. And I'm like, okay. So that's how I honestly know how he creates levels. He'll have to have the design in front of him, and then he. He can work around with that. He has to code it in rather than a usually, like, say, a map editor. Oh, place this item here, place this there, your puzzle's done. This is more of he's hard-coding it into the game. Right. Well, let's back up a bit because... Uh, no problem. Uh, for, like, okay, for the people who don't know, uh, which, sadly, I imagine it's quite a few, what is Cubicity? Uh, Cubicity is a puzzle-like cube game. Um, you follow the character Samus. Uh, he, he's in Ireland, and he drops through a manhole, stupidly, in my opinion, uh, jumps in, and uh, he has to figure his way out. He fell down so deep, and on his adventure, he finds out he's in a mad scientist lab, and has to escape and or defeat him to make it out alive. Uh, he'll be using weapons such as a magnet gun, a portal gun, uh, we did want to make that as a, a kind of a cameo to Portal, since uh, both me and Ali play Portal. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's how I can explain the story itself and some of the uh, features in game that you can use. Right, and uh, and uh, where where does the word cubicity come from? Come from? Is that is that like a is that like an actual word, or is that something pointing to this game? Uh, it was. It, it's not an actual word. It's just more of um, we pinged out, uh, pinged each other with ideas like, "Hey, maybe call it." Like I don't even remember. It's been that far back of what we uh, titles we wanted to call it when it was first in development and prototype. It was more just we were thinking about ideas and with cubicity. Uh, my first thought when he mentioned it to me, I'm like, "Well, does include the word cube and." We had, you've you've all played the game, lots of cubes in the game, <laughs> and uh, uh, it was more just uh, something he came up with, and it just it vibrated in the right way. Just like it sounds nice, it's not like all these other games, Power um, mm-hmm. of Guns, uh, Tiaria, Diablo, etc. It's like it's unique. It's nothing that's gonna sit there and you look on Google and not find. 20 games called that. Right. It was just unique, and it was like, okay, let's uh, let's go with it, and if it needs to be, we change it getting closer. And it catched because everybody was like, we like this name. Yeah, it's a good name. It's unique and, you know, noticeable and not dumb. Yeah. You know, like, you know, there have been some games out there where I'm going like, Really, this is what this is what, what we came up with. You know, no names mentioned to protect the guilty. <laughs> yeah, but anyway. So, aside from Portal, what was uh, you know, what was the influence? What was the idea behind making a game, making this game? Uh, now, what, what was the drive in making Cubicity? The drive was, uh, Ali came to me one day asking, uh, what do people think of puzzle games? And as me being someone who loves puzzle games, Portal, Portal 2, uh, I can think of, those are the two puzzle games that come to mind, but I enjoy puzzle games. I like sitting here for hours on, okay, how am I going to beat this level and or maze and get through it? And we just started talking about, hey, let's let's do a puzzle game. And then he just started a, making drawings, going, what do you think about this idea? Um, somebody that has to grab a cube and place it in a box, and it'll 
fresh new levels. So I was like, okay, that's basic. And then he just kept on coming back to me with more ideas of, okay, what if we have obstacles? And it just he kept on progressing with better ideas. I'd pitch in my ideas of, hey, maybe um, maybe have missiles shoot at you at some point, which may or may not happen once you all get that far. Um, yeah, have fun with that. Go ahead and say what you're going to say. Uh, yeah, uh, but, well, outside, what does this game do, like, differently from, say, Portal? I mean, I, I know it's, you know, it's obviously not as, you know, feature-rich, but, you know, what what is the unique drive, the unique selling point of Cubicity? This is selling point. I'd be more of just uh, well. Some people explained it. It's a good common game to where yeah, you might get mad later in game to where oh, puzzle was too hard, so you might sit there for the next like ten, fifteen minutes, and then think to yourself, oh crap, it was that easy. I just had to move an item to the left the entire time. Uh, it was just more of a something to sit back and relax, have fun for a cheap price. Not something that you're going to spend. Uh, 20 bucks and play 40 hours. We want something just simple, fun, unique, and if you have kids, hey, kids, uh, I have a puzzle game for you. Uh, go ahead and sit down and play it. We've had a few parents uh, message us going, hey, thanks, our our kid, five-year-old kid is really enjoying the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they keep coming to us excited when they're beating the level, and that's making us happy when we're hearing that, hey, we're liking this game because it's simple, uh, inexpensive, and it's unique. Yeah, right. And uh, so this is something that's always intrigued me: is it, when a puzzle game does a story. Because you know, I've been playing like puzzle games for a long time, and like back in the day, like when you played Tetris, you, there was no story. You know, when you played, uh, you know, uh, moving a little ahead, like Bejeweled, there was no story. But uh, you know, more and more, I've seen stories be integrated with puzzle games. You know. Is that uh, is that like a challenge to do, or you know, does that help the, the creation of the puzzle? Oh, we did want to add uh, add text to the game uh, from each character, like Seamus saying uh, things like if he's gonna get out of here alive. Yeah. Uh, we added the scientist to add a little pizzazz to where it's like, okay, what's going on? Um, he fell in the hole, and how is he gonna get out alive? What's this other character doing? And how is he going to stop him from leaving? And we just wanted to add a unique uh, spin to it, rather than being bejeweled, Tetris, no storyline. Give it a little story, like, okay, he he keeps going down. Uh, Now the bad scientist is getting angry, and more is going on. What's going to happen next? Like, we wanted to be unique, not, not just like Portal to where... After, let's say, six hours of playing, it gets really serious. We just wanted to add a little interest to the game rather than, okay, I'm on World 4 and there's a new story. It's just me moving a cube around. We wanted to pull you in a little bit more of, okay, what's happening next in this story? Mm-hmm. And uh, how, how would you define the progression of difficulty in Cubicity? Uh, I'd say as with any puzzle game, it, it's always going to start off easy, but uh, with our game, it does get hard very quick. After you get uh, a couple levels into World 1 near the end, uh, that's when the level uh, the level of difficulty just amps up to where, hey, you've learned the basic controls, where to drop items, uh, if something needs to be picked up to open a door and get it through the door before it closes, now it's kind of like, hey, with everything we just taught you in the first uh, eight worlds, have fun because world two, three, four, and five are just going to get ridiculously hard, and you're going to be sitting maybe an hour or two to get through the upcoming worlds. Now, is there a timer in this game? Uh, there is not, but it can. It could be something I could bring up to Ali going, hey, maybe somebody wants to speed run this game. Uh, maybe we add a uh, – I could bring that up to him as an idea going, hey, it's not that hard to code in. 
that's bringing in a timer to maybe add future achievements or something. Mm-hmm. So, hey, if somebody can beat this in, let's say, four hours, by all means, let them have this uh, rare achievement or item. Right. Because um, on that note, uh, how many world stages, uh, you know, levels are there in uh, Cubicity right now? Uh Originally, there were 60. We did add five more. Uh, we are creating more. As for how many, we haven't counted yet, but we're just, he's currently just going to be making a, tons of levels, and once they're ready, we might just do it as a, as a title update. So your game will update, and hey, you got maybe World 6 or World 6 and 7, or maybe it's going to be DLC, and after he's escaped... He may fall into another hole, which I did bring that up to him as an idea in the past. Like, hey, maybe we should do a DLC where he falls in another hole, and this time it's new. But uh, right now there's 65 total world uh, level, or yeah, 65 total levels. Yeah. And uh, how many worlds though? <laughs> so like six worlds, uh, 85 levels. Uh, it'd be five worlds. Uh, five worlds, total 65 levels. We added uh, some levels to some of the worlds. And and uh, how long would you estimate it would take a first-time player to get through Cubis? Uh, we've had people beat it in around three to four hours, but uh, if they've gotten stumped, I would say at least five to six, which isn't bad for any puzzle game. No, that, that, that's pretty good. You know, especially as you noted, this is a pretty, you know, this is a pretty humble uh, puzzle game. And uh, how much are you currently charging for it? Uh, currently charging, uh, I think we have uh, less than 20 hours left at the price of 2.99, but the uh, normal price is 3.99 on Steam. So. Yeah, it's something at a price that's not going to break the bank. But, you know, there's always, like, people who complain about, you know, not enough content for any price. Oh, yeah. I've seen this happen. But, like, I mean, hell, like, uh, you know, like, do you have any plans for QSC for mobile right now or in the future? That has been talked quite a bit ever since its beginning. That um it, it has been talked to be even brought to Android, iOS, and possibly Windows Phone, but it hasn't been brought up in a while. So that is a possibility of it coming to mobile devices. Since it was, if I remember right, since it's, it was a while back when we first uh, with the prototype, its first idea was to bring it to mobile, and then I went, then we went, hey, let's bring it to PC, put it in the indie section of Xbox 360. And let's take our chance at Steam Greenlight and go from there. Because this is definitely the kind of game I could also see uh, very easily being played on my tablet. Yeah, it wouldn't be a it wouldn't be a hard game to play because I thought it as well because I have one of the uh, Samsung tablets and I'm like it is this would be easier easy just put the uh, you know how I would say some of the ROM emulators they'll have the uh, this uh, left mouse button right mouse button on your screen. Just have it just like that, and you're set. Yeah. And and on that note, I, you know, I know the mobile landscape can be very harsh for um, you know, premium priced games. And the sad thing is, people think like $3 is too much to pay for a game on mobile. Like, anything more than a dollar, and you, you see a lot of complaining. Like, I yeah. might as well be like $50 for a lot of mobile games. Mainly because, you know, the blight that is free-to-play has kind of really ruined mobile. I mean, not completely, but, uh, well, just as an example, Apple has launched, like, a new premium app promotion for iOS. You know... Yeah, I've heard about it. You know, in order to kind of combat the perception of mobile. Like, they're not all free-to-play money time sinks. And cow clickers and all that. But, yeah, nothing like Candy Crush. 
you know, uh, I'm thinking more like The Simpsons Tapped Out. Okay, yeah. I haven't played that one in a while. Glad I stopped. (laughs) Oh, but... uh, Anyway, so... uh, Can you comment on anything about about the transition of community from, like, uh, the Xbox Live Indie Games channel to Steam? Like, was it a hard process? Uh, Did anything (sighs) change? Uh, The only thing that had to be changed throughout all it is uh, we did look to... the reviews and everything at those times look through them all over again, and we did see a lot of the issues that were going to be uh, easily fixable since we just felt like, after a while, uh, about a half a year being on Steam Greenlight, it just seemed like, okay, we may never get greenlit. And um, as I told you, uh, in October 2014, me and Ali got a random email from Valve going, hey, you're all coming to Steam, and just me and him are on uh, Skype together freaking out like wait what did that just happen right now because i was i was in the middle of work and i almost wanted to just walk out of work going hey guys uh, i'll be back later this is pretty awesome to use and holy crap (laughs) but the uh one major thing we just had to do was uh, implement all the um steam sdk features that was required to bring it over to steam uh nothing had to be changed we just had to fix any bugs that other press or people might uh, complain about and um, after we fixed them and we just published to Steam uh, we haven't had any rep- uh, any issues from anyone everybody's enjoying the game so far that's good and also nothing was hard about it yeah that's good to hear that it's good to hear when development goes smoothly sometimes it does not go smoothly rather than like a uh, some games oh it's the day before it comes out we're going to delay it a week uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so we touched upon this a bit, but uh, is there any consideration going towards uh, things like a time trial mode, a ranked mode, endless mode, creation tool sets, and, you know, other things of that nature? Uh, I have brought up to Ali in the past of uh, maybe we could create something so users could build their own levels. And that's where the um, he came to me going, hey, I hard code the levels in, but I wouldn't say it's something that we couldn't try to work on. Mm-hmm. It would be an idea of like, hey, maybe someone's wanting to create levels for their friends, or maybe uh, somebody creates uh, an extra world or two, and they get in touch with us, going, hey, check it, check it out. I've made a couple worlds. Here's my ideas, and maybe we might go, hey, we like it enough. It's now going to be part of the game officially, rather than that person uh, going over there going, hey, download it or buy the add-on pack for me. I can see that working. Yeah. It would be something unique to have the community come back rather than, oh, look, it's our game's done, nothing more. Like, that's one thing I enjoy doing is having the community give feedback, and if they're able to create something for the game, by all means. Hey. Uh, you're looking at uh, what is it uh, the workshop I would say something like the workshop like how we have uh, the game portal look at everybody who's created levels and awesome features out of the portal SDK like somebody's created an entirely new uh, portal game out of it like holy holy crap they just did all that out of uh, working a year and a half with the uh, portal engine. Indeed. So, for all, for all know, you could create something completely awesome, and then I go, hey, Adam, uh, let, I want to have your game, uh, your levels featured in the game. It'll be part of the next update. <laughs> right, I, I could see that. Uh, anyway, so, uh, on a more personal note, uh, aside from, like, appearing on this uh, program, what do you do to, like, uh, in terms of public relations and marketing for Cubistic? Uh I do uh, my overall – are you talking, like, my overall job there and everything I do? I mean, how you how you promote the game. Uh, promote the game. Uh, I do run the uh, Facebook page, Twitter page for the uh, company. Um, I bring uh, – I pitch ideas on, hey, we should do a sale about now. Um 
hey, let's get featured on Indie Gallia, Indie Game Stand, Humble Bundle if possible. Uh, I just uh, that type of promotion is what my forte is in terms of helping promote the game, get the game known. Uh, if not, reach out to sites going, hey, here's a uh, Cubicity, here's what the game is. Now here's what our company is about. Are you interested in providing support? Sounds good. Sounds good. And oh, and we're getting low on time here, so just a couple more questions. Oh, no problem. Uh, let's see. Uh, well, uh, has the game been selling well so far? Uh, from my last uh, update, it has been doing decent. Not We're not the next uh, million-dollar game, but we can always hope that after a month of being on there, we get to see how much we uh, – not, not made, but – how much we sold. Okay. Like right now, it's just that slow dip because uh, the day we released, a lot of other games released as well, so we're in that mix of we might show up on the, the front page of Steam for a little bit, and then you have Evolve and all these AAA games yeah. showing up as well, so we're kind of fighting with them to try to take the number one spot. Yeah. It's always a problem with smaller games that come on the Steam. Like, I'll tell you, I found your game just looking through, like, not the new releases that's on the front page, but looking through, like, all the new releases. Uh, I'm the same way when it comes to games. If I'm wanting to look at a game, I'll look at upcoming, and be like, okay, that's going to be something I'm going to have to put on my wish list and keep an eye on. Yeah, yeah, I, I've done that several times. And I know Steam revamped the uh, storefront, like, late last year. Which actually, you know, it helps some people, but it really hurts some people. Now, and I guess the, the, I don't know what the solution to this is. But you know, all I can do is help promote the games I see. Oh, agreed. That's that's more of what the issue is with uh, any indie game on there. It's yeah. oh look, I I see. It. I want to reach out to the company developer. What not? I want to help promote it and get it known more. I'm thinking that's like the overall issue with uh, most games on there. If you're AAA, you have no issue. If you're some indie game, it's always going to be fight for any company. We, we do we do what we can, you know, however much or however little it is. Um, but anyway, so uh, I'd like to thank you, Andrew, for being here on such short notice. Oh, no problem. Yeah, well, like Cubicity has been a blast to play so far. No, I'm kind of, I am. I do admit I'm kind of stuck right now. No, uh, oh, I can help you depending on what level it is. Cause uh, three I'm, uh, I'll have to boot up game later to figure that one out. Because <laughs> I can't remember if I'm up to that one either. It's not so much I can't figure out what what to do. It's I, I have to figure out where the position and the angle is. Because I, I got to get past this bar. Uh, it's just it's, just kind of a bit of trial and error there. Um, that's pretty much what most of the later levels is trial and error. You might place it in the right spot, and then that net, you nudge it, and it's like, oh, got to pick it all back up or restart. <laughs> but anyway, so the game is Cubicity. It's available on Steam for two ninety nine, uh, and if you're listening a little bit in the future, three ninety nine. Uh, be sure to play it, and it's a pretty good puzzle game. Now, anyway. Um, uh, Andrew, if you stick with us, we're we're doing a, a discussion on the new 3DS. Uh, so, uh, Petty Fan, hit the music. All right. Uh, so, welcome to the topic of discussion. Yeah, as mentioned, uh, we're talking about the new 3DS because it just got released over here. Or more specifically, the new 3DS XL. XL. And yes. Because Nintendo thinks we're too dumb to be able to tell them apart. Uh, no, it's not that. I know. No, well, in fact, the, like the, you know, uh, Damon Baker of Nintendo uh, recently, like, did an interview with Nintendo Life, I think, yesterday, maybe today. Anyway, we, very recently where they admitted the real reason the, the new Nintendo 3DS uh, regular edition didn't come over is because of the stupid faceplates. 
Oh, so that that other article was oversimplified, or uh, which one? The IGN one I posted to you guys uh, um, yeah. today. Uh, possibly, but I saw the Nintendo Life one, and they said uh, they you know they felt they were going to have problems marketing. They would have to market the new 3DS with the faceplates, and you know. Fighting, uh, Galax, I think you guessed this right. Fighting for retailer space is kind of a hard prospect for them right now. That's true mm-hmm. too. And that's, there, there was also the article at IGN that said that it was trying to create, uh, as it was, brand separation between the three different echelons of the 3DS system, being the 2DS, the 3DS. And yeah, Galax. Yeah. Sorry, was Skype fucking up? Yeah. Yep. Sorry. So, as you were saying? What what was the last thing you heard clearly? Uh, Like brand separation, like the uh, 3DS uh, SKUs. There's another reason to that, and that's because the versions tend to sell better than uh, regular versions. Yeah, I'm not surprised at that. America's like Americans like big things because a lot of Americans have big hands. I know I personally, for one, feel a little bit uh, a little bit of uh, grief for my lost pocket space. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 that's kind of the other thing. You know, some people like being able to fit uh, portables in their pocket without the use of cargo pants. But it would have been a hard sell, though. So. So, I'm not surprised that's part of it. Yeah. So basically, there's a variety of factors that are keeping the XL, uh, XL edition the only version you can get in uh, North America. Yeah. Now, if you live in Europe or Japan or Australia, you can get the regular edition, you know, with the faceplates. And, of course, you know, with the faceplates, you, you can get the custom. Jorah's mask and uh, what other ones do they have? Uh, I want to say Monster Hunter. Oh, hello. Yeah, hello? I, I think Alex dropped. Being weird again. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, he dropped. Yeah. Sorry, Skype. Skype was uh, continuing to problem. Well, uh, well, Galax, you're the one who currently owns a new 3DS. Mm-hmm. So, why don't you tell us your experiences with it so far? Well, uh, caveat: I have, I did not, I do not have much experience with a regular 3. Yes, Excel. So part of my reactions are size-based and part of them are control-based, uh, which is a thing. Uh, the system transfer took a long time, and going, I understand why they went. From SD to micro SD, but it's a little bit awkward the way they did it. Uh, but like the, the physical system is very comfortable. The extra buttons, the, the ZL and ZR buttons are pretty easy to reach. Uh, I like the start and select buttons being on the side more than at the middle of the bottom. And the uh, C nub is actually, I've heard people having problems with this, but I have not. I use it in Majora's Mask 3D. It worked perfectly fine. Now, is it like an actual stick, or is it like the things on the old laptops that you just kind of like nudge it? It is much more like the things on the old laptops. It does not really move much, but it does have some... uh, I know it feels like it has a little bit of play to me, and when you like, it feels like it has resistance when you push against it. And what games have you been uh, playing on your new 3D? Uh, mostly Majora's Mask 3D, and I also have tried the demo for Project Steam, uh, which the uh, they both have the camera control available with the Z stick, which is nice. I don't think either of them has anything specific to do with the ZL and ZR buttons. I still need to try it with Smash. Because yeah. I believe in Smash, they work like they do on the Wii U controller, where you can use one for the shield and the other for the grab. And that, uh, 
and this and, is one of the most important things of why we're talking about the news media. It's not just a cosmetic upgrade. It's not just like, oh, it has a better screen or it has more battery life. This is actually kind of a half step uh, of a new console. Yeah, it's kind of like the DSi, only with a little bit... Well, the differences are different. The DSi had a different operating system and more app choices and stuff. Right. Whereas this one actually has, in addition to increased processing power, whereas this has uh, different controls. The, the differences are primarily in control. The hardware, the uh, I never really used the 3D on my 3DS at all because it was so hard to get right. And the 3D on the uh, new 3DS actually it can follow your head a bit. It's a little bit limited still, but it's a hell of a lot better than the original one was. And probably the biggest is this is a more powerful system. Yeah, I did try Smash. It takes noticeably less time to load up, which is one of the big issues with Smash on the original 3DS is that it takes forever to load up. Right. And the more I delve into the new 3DS, it's it's really apparent to me that the new that the uh, Smash Brothers 3DS is kind of built for this one in mind. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can play Smash Brothers 3DS on a regular 3DS, but it's a game that's kind of limited on that uh, on that uh, particular version of the 3DS. You know, but it's not the only reason that the new 3DS exists. One of the reasons is well. Is the, the 3DS platform has kind of hit saturation point in uh, in Japan. Now, so they kind of need a new iteration to. Uh, 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 sorry, I lost my train of thought. Yeah, sorry, I, I was kind of going on, uh, but anyway, so more power, like. Mm-hmm. And more power means, uh, well, Xenoblade Chronicles 3D is. Which, having seen comparison screenshots, even if they were mostly of, like, cinema scenes, which are easier to control for, uh, they did a pretty good job with the graphical fidelity. I mean, it's obviously different, and the color is not as great, but... I mean, even... Xenoblade is a really big cinematic game, and if you can even get most of that on a handheld... That's quite an achievement. Yeah. Well, it's also important to note that uh, you can only play Xenoblade Chronicles 3D on a new 3DS. The game is too big. It's too, like, it's going to be the biggest 3DS game to date. Right. So maybe don't get that one downloaded. Uh, I think the uh, gigs, uh, the um, download specs came out today. Like, I think it's going to be like 3.5 gigs. Yeah, that's like wow. the entire. That's like the entire rest of my memory card. <laughs> yeah. So, Luckily, I was planning on getting that uh, hard copy anyway. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't surprise it's that small. Why don't you get the uh, 128 gigabyte SD card? Sadly, the DS can only the 3DS can only support 32 gig at max. Uh, yes and no. If you format it on, uh, I think, FAT32, you can get it to accept the 128. Hmm. I mean, I could do that, but that would involve getting another new SD card. An I already expensive had, SD I card? Already, huh? An expensive SD card? Yeah, I already upgraded to the 8 gig because I had an 8 gig in my, in my 3DS and it was more than half full. I got a 32 in one and a 128 in the other. Also, I don't download that much stuff. Uh, I like having hard copies of things. I'm old-fashioned. Yeah. Well, so, some things you can't get hard copies of, at least not depending on the region. Believe me, I hear people grumble about that from Europe. But like, like, they're pissed off they can't get hard copies of Atlas games. Well, and I'm pissed off that I can't get a hard copy of Phoenix Wright Dual Destinies so, right. so we can be square. Uh, I did back when they had a big download sale for my Wii U. I got Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze downloaded, yeah. and then I noticed like recently that my hard drive was like on my Wii U is mostly full, so I had to hit, hook up a hard drive to it. And then when I was transferring stuff over, I was like, oh, that's because that game is like ten freaking gigs. Right. Uh, well, 
And on a related note, the uh, download uh, specs for uh, Xenoblade Chronicles uh, Cross came out. It's going to be 22 gigs. That's very Holy large. Shit. Yeah, that, that's, so, almost the, the, that's, gonna ta- that's almost the size of like a Wii U premium. It's the biggest Wii U game to date. In other words, guys, buy that retail unless you have a terabyte hard drive. I have a five, I have I have a 500 gig one that I hooked up to it, so it would work in that. But still. But here's the catch, and this might be the case for Xenoblade Chronicles 3D as well. It's actually recommended that you get the digital version because of load times. Oh yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. No, it's like, you know, if you get the digital version, you will have better load times. And I'm imagining it's going to be the same thing for. It might be the same thing for Xenoblade Chronicles 3D, although the 3DS does not use optical media. So, yeah, I think yeah, it might not use... matter because I think the flash cart slot of the 3DS is the same read-write speed as the max SD card you can put in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, solid-state memory, which is what I think the 3DS cards use and definitely what SD cards use. It's very fast compared to optical media. Right. And, uh, well, that gets to my question here. Do you think that we're going to see more games take advantage of the increased processing power of the 3DS? Yes and no. I mean, it depends really, like, if they want to put more, you know, Wii ports on there, then of course they're going to need to use the um, 3D, the new 3DS power. Right. Like. And the, if they do GBA games, I think they might need to use it. Right, and that's another question that's come up a lot with the with the new 3DS. It's like the hope is with the increased power, they can uh, put uh, Super NES and GBA games on the 3DS because you know ever since like GBA games got announced for the Wii U Virtual Console, people have been going. Why not the 3DS? And the best answer we've gotten so far is because the 3DS is uh, not powerful enough to emulate. I I was an ambassador. I have the Game Boy Advance emulator things from that. They're not perfect, so there might be some substance to that. Um, I think they could probably do it on the new 3DS. I don't know if they will, since it's since the only thing that's currently available on both platforms is NES games, mm-hmm. they might try. They might try to keep it segmented there. It's possible, you know. It's, it's like it's just when it comes to Nintendo and the, and the Virtual Console, I don't have very high hopes, you know, because let's be honest, they've kind of, you know, they've done their fair share of bungling on the on the Wii U Virtual Console. That is definitely true. You know, like, like we still don't have N64 games on the uh, on that service, so that it's not a. It might not even be a question of can they do it. It's like you know, do they want to do this? Right. But you know, yeah, and likewise, the more games taking advantage of it, I think there are two ways that that could go. Well, uh-huh. three ways actually. One is that basically only a few things take advantage of it for things like big RPGs that they want to be portable. One thing is that over time, more things take advantage of it, and just eventually the original size, original 3DS and 2DS more or less get phased out. And the third way, which I think actually is significantly likely, even though I say this as someone who just got a new 3DS XL, is that the new 3DS XL, like the DSi, is kind of a halfway step to a new thing that will be coming out sooner than people want to, want to think it would. It's very possible. It's like, no, I, I will admit, there are, you know, there are some games that are already on the 3DS that I wish would take advantage of the new 3DS. Uh, specifically, Donkey Kong Country Returns 3D. You know, really excellent port of that game, but it's, you know, and if it ran at 60 frames per second, it would be the definitive version of that game because it doesn't have the stupid motion control. Do we know for sure that it won't? Uh, I have heard nothing about it taking advantage of the new 3DS. So well, some of it might be passive, but who knows? We'll see. Well, yeah. I don't have that on the 3DS, so I can't test. I, I, I don't think anybody's really looked into it. I, Nintendo hasn't promoted that. 
So I'm going to say no. Also, also disclaimer, I can't freaking tell the difference between 30 and 60 FPS to save my life. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the NES Remix, you know, it's like I know there's Ultimate NES Remix, but it's not the it, it's not the two NES remixes that came out on the uh, Wii U, mm. <clears throat> which I thought about getting, but I'm not super into micro games, so. No, you could always just get the actual 8-bit games off the Wii U or the 3DS. I already have yeah. most of those. I was like I said, I I was a uh, 3DS ambassador, and guess what you got for free if you were a 3DS ambassador? Uh, the NES games. Yeah. <laughs> Like Met- Mario, Metroid, Zelda, Zelda 2. Um, I think there were a couple others, too. All right. So we're, we're getting low on time here. So I'll end this, question, I'll end this uh, topic of discussion by asking, is it worth getting a 3DS right now? Um, at the moment, unless you like Monster Hunter, Smash, or Majora's Mask... Not disclaimer, really. A lot of disclaimer. A lot of people like those things. Yeah. <laughs> like, or unless there's something wrong with your DS that you already own, I'd wait. But like my DS, I broke the um, circle pad on, so my sister is getting me a new 3DS for my birthday in April. So, yay! <laughs> I I I kind of fall down in a pretty similar camp there. I don't think it is a immediate must-buy, must-upgrade. The reason why I got one right away is because I've been thinking about getting a new one with less screen scratches and or an XL since... I mean, I was going to get maybe one of the NES pattern 3DS XLs or the Persona pattern one or the Smash pattern one. And while I was still deciding about that, they announced the new 3DS XL, and I decided, oh, well, I'll get that instead. Uh, If I didn't have such a robust Steam library, I'd actually consider getting a new 3DS. If you're going to get a 3DS, I would probably get the new one, because it is a pretty nice advantage, unless you really want a small thing. Um, So you do, if you haven't had one before, you are going to need to get a charger. Yeah, because um, because because Nintendo is operating under the assumption that most people that are getting new 3DSs already have 3DSs. It's a cost thing, and it does also keep the console cost under two hundred dollars before tax, barely. I think, and I think some retailers offer deals that you can, if you don't have a DS, you can get a like coupon or something for. An adapter. Mm-hmm. And the charger, the yeah, the AC adapters are, I got one at Best Buy today, it was 15 bucks. I think you can get it cheaper other places. I was paying partially for convenience if it's on my way home. GameStop is selling them for 10 I believe. Yeah, I was in GameStop the other day and I didn't fucking see any. Well, yeah. Nintendo's official site also has them for 10 but I don't know if there's shipping on that. And you can get mostly third-party ones, but you can get some for cheap online like on eBay and stuff. All right. Uh, uh, finally, Ogre, uh, are you planning on getting a new 3DS? Somewhere down the line, it's not a priority. Gotcha. Yeah. Kind of like the same thing they said. It's like outside of like maybe one game, it's not that big of a priority right now. Right. All right. Uh, well, that about does it for this week. Uh, once again, uh, I'd like to thank uh, Andrew for joining us this week. It was a pleasure. Yeah, hopefully we'll have you on the show again. We'll talk more about that uh, as we're done here. Anyway, so next week we're well, we might be doing a hour-long interview uh, because well, the guest has a lot of history behind uh, their company. Uh, next week we'll be welcoming uh, Tom Crago of Straight Right slash Tintalis. Uh, they're a developer um, who's who just turned 20 this year, and they've been uh, at the forefront of a lot of. De- they've done a lot of games. Some games you may have heard of, some games you might not of. And uh, you know, rather prolific in the Australian development scene. So, looking forward to that. 
Uh, and, you know, until next week, all I can do is wish you good gaming. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Jumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Jumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.